Thanks, Aaron. Like he said, I did do something similar to this in my school, and uh, Aaron's rather humble. I wouldn't have this presentation without his help. So, um, the text we're doing today is James 3, 1 through 18. So, I'll read that for you. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, a full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praising and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So our first point today is we must know the power of the tongue. First off, I'd like to point out Genesis 1 says that God created the world when he spoke. He said, let it be, and it happened. The words that he used were powerful. And John mentions this in his book when he talks about Jesus at the very beginning. He says the word was God. Words are powerful things. And sometimes that power doesn't even have to be a big event like the creation. It could be something small. But if you can control the tongue, you can control the person. James argues from greater to lesser in verse 2. If we can control our tongue, we'll be able to control everything else as well. We also have, as James illustrated in verses 3 and 4, the horse and the ship. Just one small action from our tongues can change the course of people's lives. What we say can improve someone's mood or it can devastate them. Think about the phrase, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. We all know this is a lie. Because 
while sticks and stones break bones, the bones can heal. But the damage you do to someone's heart, to their soul and their emotions, that stays a whole lot longer. It's devastating. And as James likes to point out, the tongue is small. It's very small. But big things can come from this tiny tongue. He also illustrates it with a wildfire. Now, the words, they destroy as well as build up. Something small you can say, even offhand, without thinking about it, can destroy someone's entire day and sometimes even their life. Something you say to a co-worker, it can have repercussions that cause them to quit or to dive into an alcohol bottle and never come out. Better than anything else, the tongue displays the state of our hearts. The things we say can be devastating to others and to us. Humanity alone cannot control the tongue. Now, if James were to leave us here, we'd be in trouble. Because he says, no one can change the tongue. No man can stop it. It's a deadly poison. But he doesn't leave us there. Our second point, we must know the hypocrisy of the tongue. We use the tongue, like I said before, to build up and to break down people. And as James says, this shouldn't be. We should not be worshiping and cursing with the same mouth. James is not saying that people are unbelievers because of this hypocrisy. You have to notice he says brothers and sisters. He's saying that this duplicity exists in all of us, even believers. But this duplicity can be redeemed with life in Christ. As believers, we ought to be growing more consistent in our speech. We must also know the tongues, uh, the source of the tongue's redemption. Worldly wisdom, as James says, it's, it's unspiritual and demonic. It shows itself in envy and, and selfish actions, bragging and denial of the truth. It leads to disorder and every kind of evil. But this is our default type of wisdom. This is what we see all over the world around us. This is what we're raised in. This is in our social media, our movies, our books, our friendships. The way people speak really influences our wisdom. But godly wisdom, that comes from heaven. That comes directly from God. These are characteristics that God has, that He gives to us. They lead us into peace and into submissive, merciful, impartial, and sincere lives. But these are also steered by our tongue. Because the wisdom of the world, from the mouth, puts us into this spiral of lying and bragging and denial. And the entire thing, it just keeps going into a cycle. The more you do it, the more it happens. It's something that needs to change. But this is the only kind of wisdom that we can get from God. It's God's redeeming grace that gives us this wisdom. So in our conclusion, I'd like to say our mouths are mighty. They have the ability to form and to destroy. And Jesus taught us that out of our mouths speak our hearts. The only way to tame the tongue is to change the heart. And this is exactly what Jesus wants us to do. This is what he did for us on the cross. To give us a chance to change. I'd like to finish up with a prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning and we recognize that you are powerful and you have given us powerful tools. You spoke the world into existence and you gave us the ability to speak as well. You set us apart using words and communication. Lord, I'd ask that you be with each and every one of us, not just today, but tomorrow and and the day after and every day after that, to guide our tongues, to guard our hearts, so that instead of destroying, we can build up people, that we can build good, solid friendships. Lord, I'd ask that you be with each one of us as we try to change our hearts using the grace that you have shown us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.